Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm Jeff Zeleny, CNN Chief National Affairs Correspondent, in for David Chalian. And this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, June 12th. Former President Donald Trump flew to Florida today, where criminal charges await him in a federal courtroom tomorrow. What impact will this have on the 2024 race? So here we go again. Donald Trump back on the eve of going into a courtroom, and sources tell CNN that Trump is meeting with his lawyers in Miami to discuss their legal strategy going into all of this. Of course, we're in the summer months, so the former president is living in New Jersey rather than in Mar-a-Lago, but this case is all about what happened inside Mar-a-Lago with those classified documents. Remember, Trump faces dozens of counts connected to his handling of these documents after leaving office. These counts include willful retention of national defense information and obstruction of justice. Now, this is important, what these documents actually contained. The national defense information was involving Iran's strategy. That's why this is being viewed so seriously. Now, we've covered what the special counsel's office alleged in the federal indictment extensively on Friday's episode, so give that a listen if you haven't already. Trump's aide Walter Nada was indicted in this probe for obstruction and concealment-related charges stemming from his alleged conduct. So interesting, Trump and Nada are traveling together today, leaving Bedminster, flying down to Florida, ahead of their joint court appearances tomorrow. They're both expected to plead not guilty. Over the weekend, as Trump was heading to campaign events in North Carolina and Georgia, he told Politico he would not accept a plea deal if offered one. Now, Trump maintains his innocence and spent much of the weekend talking to friendly audiences railing against these charges on the campaign trail. Witch hunt, witch hunt, scam, hoax. It's called election interference, and they're doing the best they can with it. As far as the joke of an indictment, it's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing for this country. Now, on Sunday, when he appeared on Roger Stone's WABC radio show, of course, a longtime friend, Trump called on his base for support down in Miami. We need strength at this point, and everyone's afraid to do anything. They're afraid to talk, and they have to go out and they have to uh, protest peacefully. If you unpack that sentence, he says we need strength, but also said they have to protest peacefully. So reminiscent of the words he said going into January 6th at least the we-need-strength part. Sources tell CNN that law enforcement officials are concerned about the potentially large number of Trump supporters expected to gather outside the Miami courthouse. But if you think these charges will change any of Trump's 2024 calculus, think again. Again, his longtime friend Roger Stone asked him that question yesterday. Is there any circumstances under which you could see yourself dropping out of the 2024 presidential election? No, none whatsoever. I see no case in which I would do that. I would I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. No surprise, the former president casting all of this in his view as election interference because he is already a presidential candidate. But a central question here, what do voters think? My colleague Isabel Rosales caught up with Trump supporters in Georgia Saturday. They were unfazed by the federal indictment against the former president. I don't trust the FBI. The FBI is corrupt. The Department of Justice is corrupt, in my opinion. And they're after Trump. I think it's a bunch of bull. Trump ain't done that wrong thing. Trump done is saved this country. He's not the only one that's had document control issues. Now, his attitude is what got him in trouble. But uh, that's typical Trump. 
Now, I spent a lot of time last week in Iowa. Of course, that is the first stop in the Republican road to the White House, the first contest where the voting actually will begin likely next January. So many Republicans there like President Trump. They like his policies. They like what his administration did. But there is a deep divide among those ready to move on and ready to have him back in the White House. Now, talking to some of those very Republicans, including some who met with him during his trip to Iowa, the exhaustion level that they've been talking about is even more real now. And there's a central theme in these conversations. Is Trump the strongest candidate to win back the White House? I talked to one Republican lawyer who has been a longtime Trump supporter, supported him in 2016, again in 2020. He said he was taken aback when he read the actual indictment, that it was far, far more serious than anything that he expected or has seen before. And new polling from ABC News and CBS News conducted in the days since the indictment suggests that most Americans see a security risk in Trump's actions, and they consider the charges to be serious. In fact, that ABC News poll found that 61% of Americans, that's 6 in 10, say these charges are somewhat serious. Now, only 28% or so said they're not serious. Of course, this divides along party lines. Most Republicans are inclined to say no. Most Democrats, of course, will say yes. Now, if you look closer at that CBS poll, only 7% of likely Republican primary voters say this indictment will worsen their view of Trump. 61% say it's unlikely to change their view of the former president. Any early polling is just that, an early snapshot in time. Most people are just beginning to learn about the indictment and, of course, the fallout to come. So we will have a better sense of public opinion sentiment in the weeks, perhaps even the months to come. But over the weekend again, Trump told Politico, quote, Nobody wants to be indicted. I don't care that my poll numbers went up by a lot. I don't want to be indicted. I've never been indicted. I went through my whole life. Now I get indicted every two months. It's been political. When I saw that quote and read it in Alex Eisenstadt's story in Politico, I thought, wow, the former president saying, I don't want to be indicted. We have heard that over and over throughout his many legal challenges. We heard that back in New York earlier this spring when he was facing his first indictment in Manhattan. And talking to some of the former president's advisors at the time, they say he actually is worried. He loses a degree of control when he enters a courtroom. Different rules apply, of course. You know, you must uh, tell the truth. There's a different standard than on the campaign trail. So that is why perhaps that quote is so interesting. Also, this raises the point that there could be other indictments to come. So look, on Capitol Hill, there are some Republicans in lockstep with Trump. They are voicing their support. Others, once again, are noticeably quiet like Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. But House Speaker Kevin McCarthy defended Trump again today, speaking with my colleague Lauren Fox. Well, it's not to defend the president, it's to defend all Americans, that you want to have equal justice. When you sit and look at have a sitting president in President Joe Biden that has a number of classified documents sitting in a garage, but it goes back much further because he'd been here more than 40 years. Now, that's, of course, a reference to a separate probe into President Joe Biden's handling of classified documents. Now, a lot of Republicans are arguing that Trump is being unfairly targeted after both Biden and Trump's former vice president, Mike Pence, were also discovered to have classified documents from the time of their own vice presidencies. But we should note, it is not a clean comparison. This is not apples to apples. The two former vice presidents both returned the material and cooperated with authorities. But the Trump indictment makes clear that he tried to conceal evidence of documents in his possession that belonged to the government and were a national security risk given their storage at Mar-a-Lago. The indictment also makes clear the former president had several opportunities to return the documents and suggested that if he would have done so, he would not have been charged. 
Now, just so you know, the Biden probe is still ongoing, but the DOJ has closed its investigation into Pence. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, who's chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, told my colleague Dana Bash on Sunday that he'll take Trump's word that he declassified the documents that he had at Mar-a-Lago. I go on the president's word and he said he did. And the Supreme Court said that's what counts. So we can have all the all the things Jack Smith wants to say, but everyone sees this for the political operation it is. But there also are some key Republicans either in wait and see mode or outright calling Trump out for his alleged conduct, including former Trump administration officials. One of them is John Bolton, the former national security advisor. This is a devastating indictment. I speak here as an alumnus of the Justice Department myself, uh, because not only is it powerful, it's very narrowly tailored. They didn't throw everything up against the wall to see what would stick. Uh, this really is a rifle shot, and I, I think it's, uh, it should be uh, the end of Donald Trump's political career. And that echoed the comments from former Attorney General Bill Barr, who over the weekend heavily criticized Trump's claims that this is a political witch hunt. Here he is on Fox News Sunday. If even half of it is true, then he's toast. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a very detailed indictment, uh, and it's very, very damning. He was totally wrong uh, that he had the right to have those documents. Those documents are among the most sensitive secrets that the country has, and he kept them uh, in a way uh, at Mar-a-Lago that anyone who really cares about national security, would, their stomach would churn at it. So the bottom line to all of this, as we learn more from the indictment and certainly wait to see the former president in the courtroom, legally, this is very damning. Politically, it's not, at least not yet. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing, netsuite.com briefing.